Welcome to the Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez here with our favorite and now most stylish <laughs> activist, the election integrity activist Garland Favrito, showing off some of his wares. I guess voter GA has some swag. Tell us about that, first and foremost. Uh, okay, well, we finally we got our first order of shirts in, uh, and uh, I think I was showing you this last week. Got a big voter GA logo. They're in white um, on this. And then on the back, Here's what it looks nice. like. And you, we, we have a oh, barcode yeah, a, and there's it a little like your vote on there as well. Nice. So there's uh, a QR code on the butt? Yeah, that's for for to donate. For to donate. <laughs> no way. Uh, yes, the QR code uh, that it'll go right to the donate page of, of Voter GA so you can run a donation. So somebody can wear these out and you can take your Would phone you? and scan on it. Do me a favor and get a Sharpie and autograph one of those T-shirts for me so I can yes. wear it with your actual autograph on it. I, I ha you know, some couple of people have asked me to do that. Yeah. I have your shirt here. I think you said you wanted a medium, right? Yes, please. And okay, with that, your autograph. That'll be awesome. And and now one thing I forgot, though. I forgot Will you, your, if anybody donates $500, would you send them a free T-shirt? Well, sure. We I'm actually, we, you, to be honest with you, you don't have to donate twenty dollars to get a free t-shirt. So um, that's true. That's true. I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't have said that. Yes. I know I shouldn't have so said anyone that. Anyone who, yeah, that's true. I just lost four hundred eighty dollars. So I'm, I'm not a marketeer. Put your donations in the form of a twenty dollars t-shirt purchase and a four hundred and eighty dollars donation, and then there won't be any confusion at all. Yes, yes. Unfortunately, we don't have fulfillment all set up just yet. But by the way, I forgot you told me I forgot what color hat you wanted. We had blue and um, white oyster. I think and I red. wanted white for the. I thought you did too. Coolness. That's what I was thinking. Thank you. You'll need that in Southern California. That's right. For as long as I have to be. Um, yeah, the white is the coolest. The blue, I think, matches the the uh oh yeah the, that looks that, nice that matches best but the red the red really pops well that so, that would be great for a maga rally yeah yeah so it's just a matter <laughs> of what color you want and, so and the, i don't the, want to skip to the end but later we'll the, talk about well where where you're gonna wear your red hat there's something coming yeah. that we're gonna you're gonna wear well we can hat. talk about it now if you want okay so uh, what are you the, gonna bring you should bring a box of those red hats to sell on um what's the event tell us about it yeah so um the volunteers have just you know well you know, just a real quick one you know we're gonna go to court monday and we'll talk a little bit about the lawsuits but uh, the volunteers have decided to that they want to take a bus to the Save America rally and promote Voter GA with their logo on, their hats and their um, their shirts and everything. And so we've got a bus going from um, down to Perry next uh, on the 25th, leaving from <clears throat> probably, we'll probably have a stop in Atlanta and then we have a stop on I-75 in Locust Grove at a church to pick up all of our folks from down there, like so they don't have to go into Atlanta and then drive nice. back to go to Perry. So we're trying to be considerate of all, all the yeah. volunteers. So how many people that, are going to fit in that? What's the capacity? Fifty-five people, I think, or we can get on the bus. And it's um, going to be so fun in the bus. Oh my goodness, yeah, <laughs> and and that's it's going to be a, a riot. And uh, that way, so we'll you know go down. It's going to be a long day. They're going to work the crowd, and uh, we'll have a lot of voter GA stuff there. Uh, a lot of flyers and buttons and push cards and press releases to explain things and rather talking points. So 
it'll be a really uh, fun, a fun event. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we need a tri-corner hat also. You have one, don't you? We, we do. I have one around here. We have, Where's your we have, guy? Invite we, the guy. Who's the have, guy who wears it? We want uh, Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, but we actually have, uh, we had those for sale at some time to promote another vote, but that event was canceled, not by us, but by the promoters. So, um, so we'll have to work, work on that as well. So um, anyway, that's what's, that's what's happening. We'll be uh, heading out and you can, if you want to sign up and join us, voterga.org events tab uh, and the volunteer tab, both have the, uh, all of that um, uh, ready to go. How can uh, other you can people sign up on the link with the link? How can, how can other people get your autograph on the swag? Well, um, they can. There was a couple of different things. I autographed a few at Golden Drops last week. And oh, um, tell us how that was. I might, for some reason, my keyboard's over here. I have an intermediate sure. setup. So tell the world. Uh, it was yeah. great. It was great. So we, um, you know, Aviva uh, was there and she performed and she also brought Amanda, who, who was her backup singer in the band. And they sound so good together. And we uh, we've sold quite a bit of merchandise. Um, we've probably sold at least 500 bucks worth of merchandise, probably getting close to a thousand now. Um, and so we're going to have to order some more stuff. And this is really helping us with our, our um, you know, fundraising as well. So um, though that was great. And we, um, I signed a few different um, different um, shirts and things with different sayings on it. <clears throat> and my I th my favorite one was Chris Busing's, but I, and I've forgotten exactly what it said now. But it had something to do with restoring the the sanity of the democratic process. <laughs> so, um, which is almost being lost now. I was upset because last time I saw you, I forgot to bring my copy of the book you wrote, and um, what what's the name of it? I always get the name a little bit wrong. Our, our, our nation oh. betrayed. Yes. Yeah, our, our nation betrayed. A mutually assured destruction. Um, yes, was, I actually wanted to name it mutually assured destruction, but another uh, fellow named Mike Rupert thought he said he wanted to use that title. So we yeah, were, okay. And it was kind of an interesting story. He came at it from a different angle. We both came to the same conclusion, but so but yeah, that's our nation betrayed, which is still I a few copies. That. Yeah. Next time I'll bring it so you can sign it. You should have signed oh, them all. Um, uh, okay, so so if people want your signature on the swag, is there any way they can personally request that from you? Well, they can come uh, right now. We don't okay. even have the this stuff up on for sale because oh, we're afraid oh. we're we're afraid we're going to sell out. But yes. at the rally. So we won't put it up until we've got enough that we know that we don't have to back order anything because we don't want right. we don't want people to be upset with us for not being able to fulfill the orders. No, yeah, don't so, do that. So the best thing to do right now is to come to the rally. I'll be down there and I'll be probably at, at whatever wherever our booth is around five o'clock. Right. Um, and uh, and then um, the other thing, we'll probably have another event at Golden Drops in a, in a week or two. And oh, that's super uh, fun. I'll be there. That was that was fun. We so, wanted to, to do it today, but we just couldn't pull it together. Is Golden Drops a cafe? Yeah, it's a little cute little cafe. That's it's uh, in Decatur, and it's got an indoor and outdoor seating. The outdoor is covered, and they have um, a lot of different coffees and pastries. But there's one of the best things they have is a Cuban sandwich. So. They're really, really good on that. Oh, that is my 
favorite sandwich really? ever, except for yeah. I can't eat bread anymore. I don't know what the hell oh. happened to me. I used to be able to eat absolutely everything and like whatever, but oh my gosh. So I love a good Cuban sandwich, but I also like a good cocktail. So if I am coming into town, I'll be happy to go to golden drops, but then we gotta, gotta go to cold monk after that. You can have uh, both. Oh, you want to go to Boldmonk Brewery after that? <laughs> I do. Okay. The cold, isn't it the Cold Monk? Boldmonk, yeah. Bold oh, Boldmonk, Boldmonk. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's cold or not. but uh, Yes, yeah. I don't know. But he, he, won't, what? he won't be cold after uh, we show up. That's for sure. So, okay. All right, so you're going to have to look at this. Everybody wants stuff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, the Michiganers well, want it. Ism can't wants a copy of your book. Ism can't. I just bought it. I just bought it on, like, Abe Books. There yeah. There were a few, a few that was, floating around. It's that out of was print, very right? smart. That was very smart. It's out of print. There's a few floating around on Amazon. There's a first edition and a second edition. Uh, the first edition was in 2000. The second edition has some 9-11 stuff, uh, and it was the first published book that questioned the government's role in 9-11 or the government's version of the facts in, in 9-11. So that was very, it was very unpatriotic to do that because that was June of 2002. Wow. We were just talking about that. We did a 9-11 doubleheader. Um, so there's a podcasting kind of consortium, the union of the unwanted. So I was on that. And then my friend Cam, I don't know if you've met him yet. He fills in for Binkley or me when one of us can't make the, our regular daily show. Mm -hmm. And he, on his show, we did a nine 11 kind of retrospective as well. And he started off by reading an article, Harry Brown, the great late Harry Brown wrote the day after nine 11 called when will we learn? And he wasn't even saying like the official story wasn't true. He was saying, even if the official story is true, blowback is blowback. And if you st stick to the principles of respecting sovereignty and the principles of the golden rule and the principles of self-defense, you won't be vulnerable to this kind of thing. And I, I thought that that was also, it was really courageous to speak out. I didn't, the scales didn't even fall from my eyes for over 10 years after that. I just didn't wow. believe that our government could ever have done that, that I just didn't understand the true nature of like the conflict of interest. I knew it was theoretically true, but I just didn't believe that there were American leaders who were that not um, like it didn't, think of themselves as being personally at risk if they gave up this country and they just, they are, it's an international power elite. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty scary thing um, yeah. to even think about. Um, yeah. Fact, so I I, we don't want to go into it because yeah. it doesn't really matter, but I just, since it was nine 11 that that's been up yeah. uh, quite a bit on the news. And so it, it yeah. does, it does matter, but I just, um, it's just the thought of it is just beyond belief, as you said. Yeah. Whether our, our um, own people would sell us out. Yes. And or even just be so. Yeah. Even just in the in the foreign policy that they that they admit to it's a sellout. Just destabilizing a, a, a place that maybe has people who were truly capable of that is a sellout. It's it's makes a vulnerability there. So, OK. Uh so Golden Drops was fun. The next thing is Perry. What I have it up there is Voter GA. Um, it's definitely, is it in the events? Is it? Um, yeah, the, it's in the events tab. The very first thing, you know, well, first of all, we already, right, we have our, our hearing posted. 
Oh for, yes, for Let's Monday and yeah. and that that event, the event, the rally is all right underneath that. Or I think there's there one and two. I'm not sure which one's first. What's the I, date of the rally? The, the uh, yeah, rally's the 25th. That's Saturday. Um, one week from today. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're really excited about it because we can we're going to be in front of so many people and get the word out, and it'll grow the organization tremendously. Okay, so, it so is. It is my husband's birthday next weekend. Oh, so I'm right. going to be a little bit out of pocket. So we're definitely not going to do it on Saturday, but we can do it. We can have an update on Sunday if you want, or you can do it with Binkley. Um, so, okay. Well, let's. I, can, I can't do it on Saturday either. because You I've can't got, do it on Saturday. That's what I'm saying. I, I have a presentation, then I have to go down there. All right. Forget it. So uh, maybe we skip a week and we it's every, every once in a while, if we skip a week, then the next week is just all the more jam. Yeah, well, so we can do Sunday if you want. Right. Sunday, okay, Sunday's let's, fine. Let's see. So what about Monday? What's happening Monday? Monday, we're in court at 9 a.m. Henry County. Uh, that's also posted on VoterJ.org events. We will that will be um, WebExed. Uh, so essentially kind of a WebEx type live stream. So you could show up or you can check, you can do it live stream, right? It's either one. That's right. Um, Henry County Courthouse, I think it's one courthouse square, McDonough. What do you prefer? You want to show up? You want people to show up? Well, yeah, we love for folks to show up. Uh, that's great. Um, and it's always encouraging to have a full courtroom, which we had last time. Uh, there's already quite a few media requests in. Uh our, our, okay. So hold on. I'll make sure this show gets into our podcast feed immediately, like tomorrow morning, so that people have some warning. So that means that this would be posted on September 19th. And you're talking about Monday morning, 9 a.m., September 20th, 9 a.m. Eastern in Henry County Courthouse, where you're having what? What is it? You want people there. What is the hearing? Yeah. So the hearing will be for the Fulton County Ballot Inspection. And um, that will be, uh, it's going to be an interesting hearing. The, um, the, the defendants are, they're kind of split. Uh, several of them want to get to the truth, just like we do, and some one or two of them don't. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We have a, a kind of a, a cool little strategy that we think that we can make, make things happen and get a, a, a favorable ruling either on that day, which is Monday, or we'll get it um, within a couple of days. So we're fair, very encouraged about it. Hmm. Um, and so there's several different ways to watch it. We will, uh, at WebEx, um, will um, will be one way to watch it. You know, it's on voterj.org events. And then um, our, um, I think uh, Ted Metz, a libertarian candidate yep. is uh, for governor. He's gonna be able to help us and get that back up real quickly by recording the WebEx. And then our, our longtime uh, videographer, Nydia Tisdale, is going to be in the yeah. courtroom. She's got her Rule 22. Uh, she's been so helpful over the years, as, as has Ted, um, in, in doing so much videography for us. And uh, so she was the first one to get in the courtroom um, back in uh, uh, when we first started back in, I guess it was uh, the months the months run together now. Dude, can you March, April, it? I don't know. We're in September yeah. already. I remember asking you, okay, so what's going to happen on December 14th? What's going to happen on January 6th? And now I'm asking you what's going to happen on September 20th. 
I know it's crazy. And we it's just like you're right, John. I remember January 6th was the first time. And we we take a little baby step. And I, I I went, I was looking at all the things that we have gotten. Uh, each time we go to court, we get one little thing, whether it's a protective order or the ballot images or the conditional approval, or we be beat down a, a, a motion to dismiss, and we finally got the ballots unsealed. Um, so you know we're 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 winning, but it sure is a slow process. So it's slow and painful, but we're getting there. Yeah, but so many of the <laughs> cases got dismissed. There was there were many many. I'm sure there were dozens, if not hundreds, of cases filed over the, since November 20th, and the vast majority of them are no longer going through the process. Like, why do you think that is bad judges or people didn't file correctly? I know some of the high profile ones had some procedural issues, but do you feel like, I mean, if your judge was, was not, if your judge had decided to just get rid of this, could he have? Well, uh, I, I, he might would like to, but I think he's going to rule in, in, according to the law. I think he's really committed to ruling according to the law, which and a lot of judges are not. You know, they'll back into decisions to do whatever they want. But I feel like we have a good judge. Um, the the I think the thing that hurt some of the other cases is that they well, first of all, a couple of them were bad judges. They were, um, you know, the U.S. Supreme Court not hearing the Texas case. Is is I I still don't get that, but I'm. And what was to, the reason? Standing. Yeah, I don't. I don't have certainly uh, one state has standing, and actually that was 17 states have stand standing to sue yeah. six states in the United States Supreme Court. If they don't have standing, who does? I, that was kind of crazy. Right. The Supreme Court, which probably does not have the constitutional authority to rule on the constitutionality of congressional law, is really exists for the purpose, uh, maybe two or three things, but one of them is expressly, I believe, to resolve disputes between the states. Exactly. So where else would you go but to do that? So I, I, that one I don't understand. I need to sit down and read that ruling whenever I have time and figure out how they could have dismissed well, who, that. Who, who was it 5-4? Well, uh, my understanding was Chief Justice... Um, uh, Roberts was the Roberts judge, of course. was the guy who, who they must have something on him, boy. Could I don't be. know. I don't know. I don't. I don't not know. I don't know how you would possibly uh, turn that one down. That's well. That's it was crazy. like Obamacare. He did that too. Yeah. And it was like, are you kidding? It can't be a tax because it didn't originate in the House. Right. Right. This didn't even. It was like a uh, <laughs> good one, but yeah. And that, some of the other cases have been overly complicated and uh they are that's probably what's hurt them and they a little bit esoteric trying to prove foreign influence flip votes and that kind of thing is you know is not that's not our approach which we can talk about for our lawsuit i'm going to ask um, you a question though sure i know you're in deep thought i can tell yes when you read the constitution uh -oh. and it talks about how to elect the president it does mm -hmm. appear that the states can basically do whatever they want to get electors to vote. So I can understand why you would have a case against Georgia, right? Or Fulton County, because they're violating their own process to give, but the, but the constitution doesn't give anybody a right to vote for, for anybody. Right. Yeah. So time, place and manner of conducting elections belongs to the States. 
So the federal government has very little power in determining uh, elections. Um, now, if it's a federal election, then they got a little bit more leeway. But um, well, why would Texas have a right to sue California or well, Michigan? Well, I think you you said it perfectly earlier. I mean, basically, that's where discrepancies between states are resolved in the United States Supreme Court. But what would Texas's argument be like? Your argument, you diluted my electoral college by having people who are ineligible to vote vote. Well, right. So my understanding of that was similar to what you just said, is that, yes, that the people of other states had their right to vote diluted um, based on potential fraud that occurred in the other in the six states that in which are have a highly questionable evidence. It, it's, it's similar to our suit. That's what our suit is. Yeah, right? your suit's it's, okay because it's it's against the state, right? Am I annoying you? Well, no, no, no. Uh, I was just I was okay. going to the drink. So, I thought that was like a, a flash of this chick's got to back off because she's no, annoying. No, I, no. Had to, I had to go get. The, by the way, these are what you sent me. I'm drinking what you sent me. The most overpriced sun drop on earth. Yeah, I, I felt guilty. I felt guilty drinking, but I said, I'm, I'm still no, drinking. No, but I mean, that's for fun. It was, you know, any price for fun. Yeah. So, no, but your yours is okay because the way I look at it, and this is me, this is, um, we're probably not on the same page with this. It doesn't, it doesn't help your argument, but in all, you know, we are, this is all about integrity. So I'm going to make my case. I feel like, I've always felt like if you were to say, California. So, so vote voting eligibility is voting eligibility federal. So it's, it's local with, with the federal limits of like civil rights and stuff. Right. So like, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. County, so, county, it's a county thing. So if constitutionally speaking, if California wanted to make their rule for voting on election day, be um, not citizenship, but presence, mm -hmm. Like if you show up at the poll, you are allowed to vote and that's it. Would I think that would be constitutional. I think they are, they have basically absolute right to determine where they allocate mm -hmm. their electoral votes on a state by state level. Yeah. So that's an interesting point, but I would uh, then if I was in Georgia would probably file a, a lawsuit and, and they, that would have to probably be resolved in the United States Supreme court arguing that the, my equal protection uh, rights were violated because, or in Georgia, you'd have to be a citizen, but in California saying anybody can vote, therefore that would dilute the votes of citizens. So there would probably be some type of argument raised there okay. as an e on equal protection constitutional Yes, basis. yes, but equal protection comes what out of the 14th Amendment, is that right? Uh, What's equal I, you know, I don't have my... 14th Amendment's due process. No. No? No, 14th Amendment is about... Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. It's both equal protection and due process is in the 14th. Well, due process is in a couple of places. So, okay. So is equal protection. That's in a couple okay. of places Shoot. as well. I almost never am yeah. without a constitution handy. As a matter of fact, I'm positive. I'm always within arm's reach of a constitution. I have yeah. to... I, I'm sure I have one. We're showing our ignorance today. We should know this right off the top. It's of outrageous. I, I'm uh, outraged um, at myself, but but here's here's why. Like, no, it's not. It's not really just ignorance. It's the fact is, 
that when you when you um when you start talking about equal protection in that way, you start moving away from states' rights and into individual rights, which is you could consider that like the, the Reconstruction Era amendments as making that transition, incorporating the Bill of Rights into state law, which I disagree with. So my argument would be a strict construction of the Constitution that um, – a citizen of Georgia would have absolutely no right to make claims on a citizen of Georgia only has a claim against, against the state of Georgia and how the state uses its electoral votes and Californians would have an argument. So if, if California had a bunch of illegal immigrants voting, other Californians would have the right by saying right. that vote is diluted. Right. My vote is diluted, but you wouldn't because California has a certain amount of votes. They're entitled to submit them and it's up to the people in California to deal with that. Whereas your suit is against Georgia for not adhering to its own laws. Right. Right. So, I mean, you're right. The time, place and manner of elections is left to the state. So for, okay. yeah, Absolutely. Um, and right, ours is equal protection within the And state. the executive, Kemp, should be on the hook for this, ultimately. You know, I know the Secretary of State should, but so is, is so Kemp is the executive, the Secretary of State is in the executive branch, right? Yeah, so... And You're supposed to execute the laws. So in the ballot inspection case, Fulton County is on the hook because it was Fulton, it was a county thing. But however, in the Dominion lawsuit, as you know, we filed the lawsuit in August uh, 24 to uh, permanently ban the uh, Dominion Democracy 5.5 system from Georgia. That is against the state. So that would be the governor, as you said, and the secretary of state and the but attorney and the attorney was general. A, was that a legislative decision? It, the legislative decision was to legalize the unverifiable voting that occurred. However, they didn't do that really very well. So they actually left statues in there to make it to make it illegal. So uh, it is, in fact, illegal, uh, according to the U.S. District Court rulings, to have an unverifiable voting system, which is what we have. The decision has already been made by the U.S. District Court. So we're going to court in state court, superior court, just to get the relief that the U.S. District Court hasn't granted yet. What? Okay, so let's move on to that. What is the status of that case? That next week, they will have to respond, they being the governor or the secretary of state. Uh, the attorney general will probably um, go forward and, and try to get one of those two parties dismissed. And then the other party will probably have to stand, uh, you know, trial at the hearing for and to explain what um, why they did that. I, I, my gut feeling is that the attorney general will try to get the governor dismissed out of it and the secretary of state will remain culpable for uh, since he uh, he ultimately signed the, the the purchase agreement to buy the the unverifiable system. So that would be my guess as to how it, uh, how, it how it plays out. And of course, the AJC will say, oh, the case was dismissed. 
you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, only one party, you know, one of the, either one of those parties, you know, we don't really care as long as somebody's going to defend it. And you, but what you want is, I guess, would be the equivalent of kind of specific performance. You don't want Raffensperger to get impeached like you or whatever, get fired. You just want to get conforming machines. No? Right. We're suing to get the the law upheld um, and we're asking for a new system. So, um, and we'll see. I mean, there's different alternatives that the court could go with, um, but we'll see. But we're prepared to uh, take it even further if necessary um, because the system right. really has to go. It's not a trustworthy system and, and it never should have been, it never should have been sold, manufactured, or much less purchased, which is the real the real issue. And you know, I've always said vendors can manufacture whatever garbage they want to, right. but but the the real culpability is in buying it. You know, with our tax money and somebody who authorizes the sale of it. So that's are that's you what, are you aware at all <laughs> of any kind of UN or other international body having a kind of protocol or a recommended model for voting? Is there is there anything like that? That Because I know, I mean, I remember, I think you turned me on to something. I think they use it in Germany. It's like black box voting or something. I don't, I don't know what it's called. But like, you know, remember that? What was that? Yeah, called? I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they, they just do all hand-marked paper ballots. I think they and, do. And they hand count them. And the I funny believe. thing is, uh they're no socialist anyway so i just maybe here i think here see in europe i think they that the at a true vote gets you socialism here i don't think a true vote gets you that and i really mean socialism like that word's thrown around like crazy these days i can't stand <laughs> it but that, it's truly that's how they think and i think i understand why it's different there and here but are you aware of any international protocols recommended by say the un or any other um, body like that and you know anything about that well would you trust the UN if they did recommend a protocol of course not I'm actually I'm I'm actually the reason I asked that question is if I knew what protocol they recommended I might get a little bit closer to understanding why Dominion makes a machine like that that anybody you know what I'm trying to get at what I'm trying to like puzzle through is if you have a machine like that who wants that machine Right. Well, yeah. See, that's that's a great question. So, and and in fairness to Dominion, it's not just their machine. It's the the ES and S Express boat does the same thing. Yeah. Why? So so yeah. See, that's a really good question because think about this. So for ever since two thousand and two, at the at least two thousand to really two thousand, we've had this paperless, unverifiable voting system like the old direct recording electronic DREs that has been ridiculed nationally for being an unverifiable voting system. So your question is, why would two voting system vendors, actually three if you conclude Unison, why would they turn around and build and manufacture another unverifiable voting system? It makes no sense unless you, the intention is that you want to sell it to people who want to cheat. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. I don't. I don't see any other rationale for it. Now they will argue, oh, it's it's a it's a little faster to use a QR code when you're tabulating. Well, that's milliseconds, and you're not going to notice milliseconds. So that's not a legitimate um, argument. 
And so, and I, I see no reason for to manufacture another unverifiable voting system. It, it's, it's crazy stuff. And, and it's both both Dominion, ES&S, and I think even Unison have one. And all incumbents would theoretically want to cheat, right? So anybody in power who would then control those machines, even if it's just for that minute, which is why I always hate it. Like, don't have your guy. Don't don't lower your standards because the, because your your guy is in office right now. It's the most short sighted thing ever. And yes. So, and I guess I was just wondering if beyond beyond that, like like if. If there's a, you know, that's just a one-off thing, though, and I, I can't help but feel that, like, it's, there's the old theory that, like, is is government incompetent? Are the politicians incompetent? If they were incompetent, sometimes they'd screw up in one direction, and sometimes they'd screw up in the other direction. But they always seem to screw up in the direction of more cent- centralization fewer yeah. rights. So it always seems to me it's a coordinated. That's why I was wondering about like the UN or somebody, if they have, and I would go, and if you directed me to something like that, maybe I should just do a little research myself. I would go and read the actual wording of it. And it would, it would of course start with the words in order to help people, we will recommend this, especially women and girls. In order to help people, especially women and girls, we would, you know, whatever, want to meet voting. So that's like everything starts yeah. with that. Rockefeller yeah. Foundation, they yeah. all start with because we are good. But that's not really the reason. And if you read the fine print, you can see what it's going to get to. And if everybody in the whole world is kind of getting on that same page, then I would, I would, you know, kind of figure like, okay, the UN is in on it who wrote this who is advocating it i don't know it just it smacks of something global yes yes that everything the un does is global so yes that is true okay so um was there anything else that you wanted to hit before we get to questions i i don't think so it looks like we got a lot of questions so i'm, yeah, I'm up for i'm up for trying to answer whatever I all can right answer. let me i'll try to it's it's harder when I have to do this myself. So I'm going to pull it up and you just talk when I pull it up. Um, Okay. Uh, Hold on. I like to hear from the beginning. Sorry, I'm trying to start at the top because sometimes it matters that uh, people are answering something that we've already talked about. So that's why I like to. Gotcha. So, so yeah, he just wrote a book. We talked about that. Here we are. We're almost there now. Yeah, that's, that's true. We don't talk about that much, but uh, it's. It, uh, okay. How many ways to access this podcast? I'm on YouTube. Do you know the total number of watching? How can we get more to take part now? I used to just do it on my channel and it was like a thousand hits in real time. But now we do it on like eight different channels. So I have no idea. People have requested to add their channels to the thing. There's a lot of people who are in this movement. So I don't mind uh, spreading it out, but it does make it harder to know the answers. Now, I'm going to put it on my podcast tomorrow. So the Propaganda Report, if you sign up to our feed, the Propaganda Report on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, Mm-hmm. then it will automatically pop up on your feed, if not tomorrow, by the end of today, because I want to make sure it's out there for so you get an overwhelming presence at the courthouse. 
Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, we had a, a good presence last time. So, it was, it was so Stuart wants people to know that we need to, it's the at voterga.org slash events. I think he's talking about the bus next right. Saturday. You need Got to, to register. register. Yeah, and it, it is a $30 donation to for a seat uh, down and back because we have to pay for the bus. The That's the thing. The volunteers pay for everything. You know, that we, there's no expense they want to do an event they cover it they collect money for it and then you know we end up usually having a little extra left over that we can put back in the coffers so it's amazing but the, the volunteers are just amazing well sometimes we'll have to do a whole show on that yeah well maybe we should have like a streaming party with them on it and maybe another little fundraiser but we do it like this and have i can put 10 people on the screen actually if we did it zoom we could do 100 people so it would be really fun to hear to um, give them a little credit and show people the faces behind the action. So let's do that. Let's put that on the agenda. Okay. Nidia, okay. no doubt will help with that. So <laughs> let's say, yeah, she's so good. Um, in the meantime, who has been guarding the ballots? Yes. Yeah, so uh, who's been guarding the ballots? So um, there is uh, one of the, the attorneys for the other two plaintiffs in the case has uh, Bob Shealy has hired, mm -hmm. As independent security firm, which I think is Douglas County sheriffs and some other folks, you know, former sheriffs and deputies, and uh, they are are kind of watch overseeing the um, warehouse, and then the Fulton County and Henry County Sheriff's Department are, uh, I understand, um, kind of integrated, having dual role responsibility as to watch the warehouse. So that's. Uh, the way that still the way it is. That's what we think. We think it is. Well, it's still a concern. That. So uh, Joe says, Garland, is your lawyer able to talk to Ruby? If so, can you give her and her crew the opportunity to spill the beans and let them know they will be prosecuted or they will not? They were told to do this crime higher up. I don't know any of that. Is that all? Is that for sure, Garland? What's your opinion on the facts he's stating and also on access to Ruby? That comes so, up fairly often. Yeah. So right now, discovery is suspended because of these most of the emotions. What we're first trying to do is to get discovery um, reinstated so that we can do the inspection, we can do depositions um, for these folks and find out what happened. At this this juncture, this is a civil case. It's not a criminal case. So what we have to do is establish what happened from a civil perspective, and then uh, we can see what can be done from a criminal perspective. Um, but we would probably have to do that independently uh, because I don't think we can rely on the Inspector General's Office of Secretary of State or the AG or um, anybody else, a district attorney, a U.S. attorney, to actually prosecute this. And there's just been um, an effort to cover up uh, any any type of potential corruption that involves any election official, which is just absolutely uh, absurd. Uh, I think UD is referring to the Texas case, which is what I would, I think, constitutionally. But you're right. The Reconstruction Amendments probably trump this they said the other states didn't harm them because they ran their own sovereign election but i i think that i i i like the idea of of respecting the sovereignty of the states but that's been passe for quite some time i'm surprised that yeah i'm, I'm and i'm i'm all in favor of sovereignty of states the only issue is 
if it's a if there was cheating in one state on a federal election, it could impact the votes and dilute the votes of, of, of people in another state. So I think the federal election would cross boundaries, but nothing else should. So we're hearing that our nation betrayed is still available on Amazon, but you gotta you gotta snap them up quickly. So I, I need to, I need to buy one. I only have one. You need to. Myself. Well, I'll save this one for you if you if you ever get desperate. But you should probably put out once this is all said and done. You might want to put out another printing of it. So Joe says he's in California. Went to vote. It did not show up for two days after the election. They rigged it here big time. I don't know if you were following the Newsom recall at all, but it they were they were calling it before the votes were in by a lot. Oh really. They saying that he he's saved, huh? Yeah, I don't know what difference does it make out here. People are just true believers. It's unreal. Ah, anyway, so uh, Perkins Cole lawyers try coy lawyers tried to interfere in Arizona audit. Did Georgia have the same problem? Uh, they they tried to interfere in Michael Doherty's case, which was a U.S. Senate challenge that um, Judge Amaro had, um, I think, basically dismissed. That's uh, Michael's appealing now. Uh, but they have had no um, uh, interaction with our case, either one of our two cases. And really, uh, I mean, how, how could they? Because if they do, they're going to be recognized as being opposed to election transparency in the entire country. If, you know, and, and then if they did um, anything with our Dominion suit, then they're going to go against the U.S. District Court's hearing, uh, ruling that that's already been made. So I, I don't know that they have much of a leg to stand on, on our two cases. I think it's a little weird that the Texas case said that as a sovereign, they can do whatever they want, yet the feds are allowed to come in and say, because of civil mm -hmm. rights, they can interfere with the elections. Yes. It's now that weird. that right, there was the Voting Rights Act thing here as well uh, at one time, but I think that was all repealed a couple. So, like, of there years can ago. be a federal voting rights. You know, they can the federal yeah. law. You know, I, I think that's that's kind of obnoxious that the Supreme Court read it that way. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, did you yeah, tweet was... something sarcastic or incendiary about Raffensperger being a hero of the election lawsuit? Or did ISM um, can't get that wrong? I noticed that Raffensperger came out sounding the alarm against Stacey Abrams taking some position of power. I just started laughing because, like, he wants people, he still thinks people think he's a Republican. That's hilarious. Yeah. So he's been, uh, Raffensperger has been, first of all, I'm not really familiar with that exact tweet that, that what, um, but Raffensperger was opposed to us all along in the amicus brief. And then he, after the judge ruled to unseal the ballots, then he said he was in favor of that. Yeah. Complete, completely reversed his position. On the same day, he was arguing against <laughs> us in court with the assistant attorney general. I, that's That was really outrageous. But of course, who would ever know? Because what newspaper is going to report both of those stories side by side? Exactly. It's very disappointing that the news will just print anything he says. So. Ugh. Um, Joe wants to get him fired. He's like, he, he breaks the law. And I agree with you there. There is a um, 
petition to recall um, Brad Raffensperger right now, it's an uphill battle because it requires, I think, something like a million and a half signatures over a nine-week period. So I don't know that that would happen, but uh, it's, it's circulating right now. And I think that's Women's for America's First is doing that. What about the reports of the polling pads being used to change the votes? Any news on that front? That one I'm not familiar with. Now, uh, technically, a polling pad can't change a vote. The, uh, the election management servers or the scanner tabulators could change a vote if they were hacked. The polling pad is only going to allow you to uh, determine if you're authenticated to vote. So it could misauthenticate you uh, or or vice versa, but I'm not really aware of, of that um, in regards to changing the votes, but it could adjust the votes in that, that way by authenticating people who shouldn't be voting or not authenticating people who are-, who are That would who, be powerful. Who are valid. Yeah, that's another avenue you gotta be careful of. That's powerful. Uh, Jen Jen wants to ask, would open source voting machines help fix things with the machines? Yeah, I believe so. I think that scanner tabulators need to be open source. So it's not just the issue that the ballot marking devices um, are hackable, but the scanners and tabulators are also hackable and they need to be open source. And we have to have a lot of extensive auditing around these elections, which we don't have at all. So, you know, votes can be changed and, and, and nobody could do anything about it. So I think that's a really, really good question. I understand. Um, <coughs> how many duplicate scanned ballots are we up against, up to in Georgia, or is this information that's yet to be released? Um, we know that there are hundreds of duplicate scanned ballots in Fulton County. We don't know about the other counties because we haven't been able to analyze them, but we're trying to look at uh, all the key counties, and we have a top 10 list that we're trying to analyze in the same depth that we looked at in Fulton County, uh, but that's we've got quite a ways to go on that. It's it's a slow process. We got a lot of great volunteers working on it. How many? Um, like if we wanted to do a Zoom party with all the volunteers, how many people would that be? Oh my goodness! Well, I mean, we literally have hundreds. Um, oh, and, okay. and yeah, I mean, so we have just to give you an example, we have a ballot inspection team, we have a ballot image analysis team. That that is, uh, we have a, a that's divided into three categories. One is the open records request team, and another is the OCR team that's trying to convert the data uh, and optically scan it and read it and and come out with results. And then we've got another data analysis team that is actually checking um, the you know and performing the analysis. Then we have all the volunteers uh, who do events and that kind of thing. So we've got so many groups, plus we've got you know publicity team, we have the litigation team. So it's it's amazing to see all these folks that just come together and they wanna give, give uh, donate their skill to our effort because they believe in it and they're sick of listening to, to politicians. Absolutely, I'm with you there. So Joe wants to know how much to take that hat off Sign your name and send it to him in Canada. How much does he have to send you? Uh, well, well. So it's first of all, it's it's free. The the autograph is free. The donation we're asking for is twenty bucks to ship it to Canada. That we haven't even gotten the shipping, but we're trying to have a flat rate shipping of like five bucks, so that okay, if we ship something, 
you can order one, three, five, whatever it is, however many pieces of your order. It's only a five buck shipping. So that would try to encourage you to order more, more stuff. So he wants the one you're wearing though. So I think that you need to like wear a different one every single time. So it's like Eric Clapton. I have an Eric Clapton pick that he used, but I think he like uses a different one for every single song. So he could throw it out into the, oh, you know, okay. like so he has to wear a different one every single time. I hadn't thought about that. He wants you my can, personal hat. This is my charge, personal hat. You can charge more for the personal hat. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll have might. to bump, we'll have to bump the donation up. I'll hang on to this hat for Joe for, for a few more times until we can figure out how to ship it. Okay. Thank you. Joe will hold you to that. He's a very good friend of our show. I know Joe well. So Douglas wants to know, have you got it? never got, ever got an answer about who removed the police guarding the ballot? No. So this is a great question. Uh, the police, uh, Fulton County sheriffs were supposed to be monitoring that building. The shift changed, apparently, and the two sheriffs uh, left and no one came. And then the line went off. And that's when the independent security guard found out what's happening. So uh, the last I heard, they brought this up at a at a county election board meeting, and they still hadn't gotten the report from the sheriff's office of Fulton County as to what happened. So a uh, really good question. And I think that we need to have an answer about that. How about that Trump letter? Yeah. So uh, Donald Trump sent a letter to Ra Brad Ravensburger this past week um, saying, hey, you've got 340,000 uh, I forget. Now, wait a minute. Maybe I'm sorry. It's 40,000, 43,000 uh, ballots uh, that have no chain of custody forms that came in through drop boxes. What are you going to do about that? Don't you think you should investigate that? And then that comes on the heels of the truth the vote uh, study that has found that there was there were ballot inspection. Um, I'm sorry, ballot uh, harvesting teams dropping ballots in different lot box, uh, drop boxes around three or four counties, Fulton, DeKalb, and um, I think Gwinnett and maybe Rockdale. I believe there were four counties involved in that. So, um, and Brad has been completely quiet. <laughs> How is that surprising? It is not. Uh, Tokelly said to check out the Truth Seeker Society channel on youtube it's uh cities worldwide participating we're not alone i don't know anything about that i looked at it it does exist if people want to check it out maybe there maybe we do need to connect um globally ourselves to push back on the globalists so okay do you agree that paper is the only way? Uh, the potential to cheat is too great with any computerized system. Paper is the only way. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I, I would like, uh, first of all, we've always advocated for hand-marked paper ballots. Um, now the question is, can you tabulate those without, or hand count them? Obviously hand counting, I think in public is great. The um, if you are going to tabulate them, you got to have a, I think, first of all, you have to have open source software and you have to have extensive audits, uh, not, neither of which the Secretary of State's office is willing to do at this time. So therefore, the only thing that leaves is, is hand counting of, of hand marked paper ballots, um, you know, until they have decided to yeah, they really, 
really make it transparent. It's just not transparent. I just, I don't see why. I just remember when a little tiny town in Maine with like three voters uh, outed that there was fraud or whatever. The vote count wasn't accurate because the people in that town voted for Ron Paul. And when they looked at the spreadsheet that gave their town a couple of votes, it didn't have any Ron Paul votes. And I just feel like at a small enough level, if districts are at a small enough, enough level, you wouldn't have to pay a single penny and you would get anybody who votes or millions and millions of people vote. Anybody who votes in that town would be happy to just sit there and count it together and watch it written down on a piece of paper. All the people in the room could say, hey, I know my little town has this. This is the tally. I'm watching it. And then there's a spreadsheet that could be on the local town's website and then the one of the county would have all the towns and then the, the state would have all the counties and every, it would be like Wikipedia, you know, it'd be like a Frederick Hayek. It's like this a group crowdsourcing of like validity that everybody, the checks and balance would be inherent in the system. I feel like, so I think the paper ballot looks like it's a massive undertaking, but it's actually a lot of very tiny undertakings. Right, right. The, the more you can bring it down, the you know, the easier and it and it wouldn't cost anything because you wouldn't need machines. And I would do it. I've done it. I've done it. And I don't even believe in voting, but I'm just like, if I'm going to get off my ass and vote, I might as well stick around, you know, whatever. But anyway, I mean, not in that exact scenario, but I've put my time in to make sure the votes are look at what we're doing right now, what you do all the time, but even whatever, a little bit. Okay. So what the heck, Lydia? Could blockchain or hash graph be used in any way to secure the votes? What do you think? I don't know what she's talking about, but I bet you do. Well, I think it's just, it's really, it's another technical solution. I think it's just too far in the future to consider that yeah. right, right now. Right. Okay. Uh, we, have, we have so many simple problems. That yes, I, yes. I, and that I, I, don't think, I don't know that, that, would, that they would solve anything yet. It's just the technology is not quite there yet. Yeah. Okay. How off do you think, what do you think that, do you have any speculation you care to offer about how off the mail in ballot count would be? Uh, I don't think there will even be 147,000 ballots, which is why Brad is scared. Oh, wow. Do you, do you care to opine on that? Well, what we're more concerned about is if, even if the numbers match, are the votes recorded correctly? Because if you have counterfeit ballots in there, let's suppose you have 147,000, but you've got 10,000 that are counterfeit. Um, so we have to, they, they need to get those 10,000 out of that count and they need to figure out how they got in there in the first place so that we can prevent it from happening again. So even if the totals match, is, that's not what we're concerned about so much. The well. public is clamoring for autographed hats, Garland. Clamoring. Well, we 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 did order a pretty we have a pretty good quantity of hats and we can get some more so there'll be definitely be enough to 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 go around joe wants to apologize for pushing the punishment but the reason this keeps going on is that there's no prosecution civil case is done others will donate again for a criminal case they will do this again yeah i agree without consequences there's absolutely no reason there's no deterrent whatsoever what what's the problem you lose your office whatever but right, there's no deterrent. Right. right. And I'm seeing no uh, desire on the part of the Secretary of State to prosecute anyone who may have been involved in election fraud in any county. Um, the only ones he's gone after so far are the whistleblowers. 
Yeah. What about so, when the AG denied your case against Kemp for the 2016 malfeasance while Kemp was running against Stacey Abrams on issues like voting thing? I smelled a rat with that. Yeah, that was actually, um, we we found that case in the Fulton County Public Integrity Section uh, and found out that the Fulton County Public Integrity Section was lacking in public integrity <laughs> They did not want to pursue that case whatsoever. They it's just, just said, a honeypot well, to attract you. you and bury it. Exactly. There you oh, go. Cool. So um, Lacey says, thoughts on Secretary of State saying they never found Susie's ballots when they looked. I have a feeling they did find them and took them out. I think that was the reason for the break-in. Does this make sense? Is this Susie, our Susie? What? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What Susie Voyle. Susie Voyle. So. So I think that that happened uh, before the bre the break in. Well, first of all, we don't know it was a break in. The alarm went off, and we don't really know why. They said that it was um, something was unsecure in the second floor area. So, but the Secretary of State, uh, much to our amazement, uh, one of the attorneys, I think it was Amanda Clark actually acknowledged in court that the Secretary of State had admitted that they had gone in and looked at the ballots and found that, uh, you know, there were none like Susie described. Well, huh. how did they do that? They violated the law by uh, looking at sealed ballots. So we are trying to figure out um, wow. how that happened. That's that, that was a huge story uh, oh done by... There should yeah. be a suit against them for that. Are you considering that? Well, what we've got to do is find out what happened. I, personally, I thought they were lying to discredit Susie, but then they seemed to admit it. Um, so uh, I, we're just going to have to find out what happened. Once we can inspect the ballots, we'll be able to examine the custody uh, and figure out that whether or not they actually did open bo ballot boxes illegally. Okay. Uh we are about to wrap. We've got a few more questions. Let's um, let's hit them fast because we turn into pumpkins in five minutes. So paper ballots with backup voting systems. That seems okay, right? Yeah. Uh, Dizzy Dish says, do you not think that they should get rid of mail-in ballots, period? You don't think that, Garland. Yeah. So this is a really good question and we get a lot. And some, sometimes people are surprised. Um, we are, I've always advocated to vote by mail. And the reason for one, for example, in Georgia, is that if you vote in person, you're going to vote on an unverifiable voting system with a QR code in it. We don't, we don't think that's appropriate for anybody to do. So we advocate for vote front by mail. And then, and then, um, you know, we'll hear once in a while somebody say, "Oh, well, you, but you're you're suing because of the uh, fraud in the election." Okay, well, yeah, but the fraud wasn't committed by the voter. The fraud, if it happened, was created committed by election officials. What we want to do is have a clean mail-in process uh, that is and and that is strong and secure. And we actually had that before. Uh, most of the problems that we had with the mail-in ballots in the last election came because Secretary Ravensburger subverted the mail-in process and specifically allowed it to have. Uh, uh, implement ballot harvesting. One of the key things was with those drop boxes, never should have been implemented. So he actually facilitated and subverted the uh, the existing mail-in system by, and it's and it almost like he took every step possible to make this, um, to do this on purpose. The other thing was the, the signature consent 
um, agreement, which reduced the signature rejection rate by 90%. Just to give you an example, Fulton's rejection rate of signatures was three and a half percent. After this agreement, it went to 0.3% approximately. And what he did, the agreement said that you didn't have to verify the ballot signature against the signature on file. You could, val- you could validate it against the application. So if the application was submitted fraudulently, <laughs> right. then you, you know it's it's then you could submit the ballot fraudulently. So these things he kept putting in place, and it appears to be a point by point intentional step to subvert the the mail in process and make it as as you know just like even now is worse in California. I think it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but <clears throat> if people say to you, well you have a problem with the mail-in ballots, aren't mail-in ballots bad? I might ask, isn't the reason that you discovered the fraud and are pursuing the fraud and have an easy way to prove the fraud because mail-in ballots are paper? Absolutely. The thing that helps us so much is that mail-in ballots are hand-marked. They're marked by hand. So if there hadn't been mail-in ballots, you would actually be uh, have less, less fodder for the case that there was fraud. You, you wouldn't even have been alerted to it because necessarily not in this way, because your four affidavits are about mail-in ballots that were seen by poll workers. Right. And the in-person ballots are all look alike. So you can't find a duplicate in-person ballot because one that votes for Joe Biden looks just like another one that votes for Joe Biden or, or whoever And that's what be. Joe's asking. Paper receipts on voting machines, would they make a difference? A little bit, right? But not your, right, what you're saying it would make them all look the same. So maybe it's better than a QR code because you can look and see that you were, that that is reflects what you voted, but it doesn't, it isn't unique. So it takes away one of the auditing, the elements of a, of an audit, right? Yeah. There's a really slick process that Mark Fincham from Arizona has come up with, with security paper that would actually allow you to have a receipt that cannot be traced to you as a voter, and you can go home and check how you, your vote was voted. Uh, it's a very, very clever, and I, I would love to see it implemented in Georgia, but it does not tie the, the voter to a ballot, but it allows the voter, and only the voter would get the receipt, and they would be able to check online to see that their ballot was actually cast as they, as they um, had, had thought that it would have been cast. Um. All right. With that, I'm going to ask folks if they want, somebody asked if they can donate through the YouTube live stream. I know there's a way, I'm sure I can't do it the way we have it set up like this right now. I think you have to have like thousands, thousands upon thousands of subscribers, 10,000 or a hundred thousand. I only have a few thousand. So I don't think I can do that, but you can quite easily right now which I've done many times and the people listening have, we are of course grateful. I, I never see any numbers or anything, but I'm hoping that we make a difference. VoterGA.org slash donate. Uh, just, you can just click real quick. There's a PayPal thing. It takes, it's actually a little too easy to donate because I'll just do it. I'm like, wait a second. I think I already did that, but yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah. So thank you, Mark. Yeah. It is, it's, uh, it's huge. And, you know, it is a 501c3 and, I know, I uh, love and that. Uh, it's, and all the money goes to the lawsuits or the inspection. I don't take a salary or anything like that. All, all so, those volunteers, nobody gets paid anything. Nobody gets right. a check. 
Right, no, right, right. You must have to pay some legal fees. Well, Just yeah, we, we have we have legal fees and court costs, uh, inspection fees, and we have some admin fees. There is a little bit of admin, but uh, very, very little. Well, thank you so much, guys. We absolutely love it. Um, okay, so that's it. Until next week, I think we might do one next week, but don't. I'm not 100% sure. And in the meanwhile, I'm going to put this right yeah. up so that people Thanks. can go to the county courthouse in Henry County Monday morning at 9 a.m. Um, and they can find that at voterga.org slash event. What what is the court the room and the courthouse? We're talking September twentieth, right? Monday, September twentieth yes. at mm-hmm. nine a.m. What is the room number, or is it just one big courthouse? Well, it's the second floor. I think I think it's courtroom two A, but it's easy to find. Second you floor. Just, you get off the elevator, and it's right there on the right side. So and that's can't... that'll be the room buzzing because there are going to be a lot of people there. We want people to just flow out into the hallways and a show of support for you and this case. Thank you. We appreciate it. And I'll get to say hi. And if you're there. All right. Thank you. Shake your hand. Thank you, Garland Favrito. As always, see you next time. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Okay. Thanks, Monica.